0: 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Well, over the last few weeks, I've spoken with a number of businesses linked to the uh, Industry Leaders Fund, which is an organisation self-funded that uh, provides grants to business people around the state to develop themselves, to go on courses, whether they're locally at unis or colleges, tech institutions here in South Australia or Australia or even overseas. And uh, I've learned about quite a number Number of interesting businesses that perhaps aren't household names but do remarkable things uh, along the way. And one of them is uh, Oliver's Taranga Vineyards in McLaren Vale. And the winemaker and director is Corinna Wright, and she joins me now. Corinna, good evening to you. Thanks for your time. Good evening, Matthew. How's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. Now, uh, what I found out about Oliver's is... This is a family business, and you're part of that family that's been around for what, a hundred and seventy odd years? Yeah,
1: yeah, just tipped over one hundred and eighty
0: now. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, talk us, give us the backstory. How did it all begin?
1: Yeah, so eighteen thirty nine, my uh, ancestors came out from Scotland. Uh, the wine making metropolis that Scotland is, <laughs> yes. and uh, ended up moving to Vale. bought land here sight unseen um, from the South Australia Company, George Barf Angus, and uh, here we are, still in the same spot.
0: Now, at that stage, did they have any idea it was wine country or just, you know, we're looking for a parcel of land and we'll see what we do with it?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, back then it's probably subsistence farming more than anything, so mm. while they did plant grapes and... Um, uh, other fruit trees and bits and pieces. They also had sheep and cattle and did cropping. Um, so all sorts, really. Um, you know, perhaps back then, you know, wine was medicinal. So uh, you know, we had to make some wine and, and and be able to look after everything for the whole family. So, yeah. yeah I I, the, I think, I think
0: for the record, it still is medicinal, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. Yeah, we know this now. Okay, so that's that's really good. And obviously, they saw the wine. Came up really well. Clearly,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's interesting because the first generation, so William and Elizabeth Oliver, first came out, and William made wine. He actually entered it in quite a number of the local agricultural shows back in the day. Um, he was a judge of, of the wine. Didn't didn't ever win anything, but uh, still, he still entered his wine. But then, um, basically, from the next generation on, we became just growers. For other wineries in the okay, region so yep. never made our own wine until my generation so right. uh, fast forward to 1994 and uh, we start making wine again
0: all right and uh and that's obviously going well because i see you um traveling around the place being a judge and uh, uh wine magazine describes you as a legend in the making which is pretty cool
1: Yeah, that is pretty
0: cool. Yeah, 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 I'm lucky. It's a good, it's a great industry to be in. Yeah. So, all right. So knowing what you know, the the wine industry at the moment, how, how's it uh, faring? I mean, we've, we've got the problems with China today, incidentally, I shouldn't let this go uh, unmentioned, obviously uh, up. Uh, north in the Barossa. I gather McLaren Vale largely spared the uh, weather that we've had. I don't know you've gone tonight with the winds but uh, up north and you've probably I'm sure you know people up there. I hear stories of whole crops wiped out.
1: Yeah, nightmare. Looked absolutely dreadful up there. Um, I feel very sorry for everyone. I was actually in the Barossa on the weekend enjoying um, the beautiful restaurants and wineries up there and um, yeah, gutted for them all. But yeah, we have managed to so far, avoid it down here in McLaren Vale, um, Touchwood. Yeah. Hopefully um, it continues well tonight. But, yeah, China is a is a tricky one. It's, it's, it's difficult, you know, when you've had your biggest customer basically pulls the wall out from under you. Mm. So, um, you know, it's tricky. Um, that will, will definitely have an impact. And, and, obviously, there's also been COVID and closed borders and, you know, closed, closed um, venues and all of those sorts of things have been, yeah, pretty tricky. But we're a resilient lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly are. I see uh, a whole family business involved here. Everyone everyone seems related in terms of the winemaker <laughs> to the, you know, the, the CEO and the accountant and the grower and the door yeah, person yeah, and cold. everyone else.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. No, so I work in the business um, with my cousin Sam. He runs the finances. My cousin, Bryony, she runs operations. And then my uncle, Don, who runs the vineyard. So, um, yeah
0: there's um a fair few involved yeah which is good now was it a challenge moving from making wine for other growers to putting your own name on on the label was it daunting as i mean it's what 30 years ago i'm sure you're you're well over that but uh it must have been oh shall we do this was a big decision surely
1: yeah it is it is it's it, it's a bit it's the difference i suppose from um, you know your grapes leave your farm gate and you don't sort of worry about them anymore i mm, suppose mm. Um, but when you're turning them into your own brand um, means you need to think about branding and and you know it's different from agriculture um but it really adds another string to string to our bow in terms of you know um, being able to get value add um, to our grapes we've been we've been really lucky to grow really great um grapes with some very you know high profile Wines um, along the way, and so being that sort of gave us the confidence, you know, that our fruit was uh, pretty good. Yeah, and uh, and we should be able to put our own name on it. My grandpa was also very, very keen to have his own name on a on a label, and uh, he he really wanted to swap some wine with his bowls mate. So uh, he was very proud.
0: (laughs) So okay, there's Grenache, Mataro, Cab Sav, Shiraz, everything you'd expect, I suppose, is is what's on the property.
1: Yep. Yeah, and then we also work with alternative varieties, so Fiano, Vermentino, Sagrantino, Tempranillo, so some quite interesting ones. Um, we sort of started looking at those varieties um, due to climate change and just making sure we had some, in particular, white varieties that were able to be heat and drought tolerant and mm-hmm. really suited our climate here.
0: Yeah. Where do you see the future going? You know, wine is obviously in demand and uh, new markets are being sought after. Uh, it's it's got more than a foothold here in in certainly in SA and, and across the country. I mean, it's it's such a popular drink no matter whether it's white or red or something in between, chilled or or not chilled, it's, you know, it's all good stuff. We we've learnt to enjoy it with our meals these days, but you know, what what how do you see the horizon looking ahead some years?
1: Well, I think that the you know that that growth in wine tourism is probably on the up and up. You know, um, the realization that now people come to Australia, you know, like we go to Italy and France to travel to to taste wines and to enjoy the regions. I think that has really the epiphany is sort of starting to happen in Australia now as well, and so that is all on the up and up. Mm. Um, and and our locals, uh, you know on the back of COVID and bushfires and all of those sorts of things. You know, locals have come out again and are really supporting our regions and the wineries, which we love. Um, and then we've just got to get over the challenges of um, China and, and trying to develop um, some other markets and diversify our export um, that is going to be a bit of a challenge, but um, we'll be up for it, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you will, oh, the whole industry indeed. Now, um, up at uh, the winery, you run some parties, different food parties and uh, yeah. and the rest. Do you mix and match the wine with the food?
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a porchetta party and um, we really enjoy doing that. We have Because um, we have some Italian varieties, we work with porchetta because uh, that's one of the uh, fine Italian dishes. We have we get to work with um, the wonderful chef uh, uh, Todd Steele, who comes down and you get to see the porchetta uh, cooking on the spit, and or see and smell, uh, and then get to taste it. So we're just actually finishing some renovations at our cellar door, um, so they'll be finished um, in the end of end of um, November uh, fully, and we cannot wait to show people our new space. We're we're already sort of slightly in it, uh, but things aren't quite finished yet. But uh, yeah. So it's going to be a great unveiling at the end of November.
0: All right, fantastic. Corinna, really appreciate your time uh, tonight. Good luck with the journey moving forward and um, the judging you do around the state and probably interstate as well. I think it's fantastic that uh, you know we've produced such people with such calibre here that, that can go off and do that sort of thing, know the industry really well and uh, obviously your talents are sought elsewhere. So that's a really cool thing. And good luck with um, Oliver's Taranga Vineyard moving forward.
1: No right, Thank you, Matthew.
0: Thank you. Corinna Wright there from uh, Oliver's Taranga uh, in McLaren Vale, and uh, they've been going since, how about this, 1837. Pretty amazing. And who'd know? That's, that's the thing. So uh, there we go. A great, successful South Australian business right on our doorstep here. Just 50 uh, k's, probably not even that, out of the city towards uh, McLaren. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.